Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. Here we are, ladies. Did you miss us? Because I sure did miss you. Boy, do we have a hot topic. And not only that, I've got a hot co-host. Go find us on YouTube and check Miss Reagan Kramer out. Thank you, Reagan, for joining me. Look who's talking, Chuck. You know, hey, you know, different generations, right? Uh, But, you know, this is a women's hot topic today. Today we're talking about, you know, two of my favorite topics, Reagan, do you know this? First one know. is uh, Christianity or religion, of and the course. second is politics. Wow. So we're going to hit both of them today. I mean, it's a win-win. These are definitely hot topics. Yes, they are. <laughs> and thanks for tuning in, friends. I'm so glad you did. My name is Sugbury. I'm with uh, my co-host, Reagan Kramer, and we are talking to the one and the only youngest senator-elect, Ms. Julia Coleman. Julia, thank you for coming on with us. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now, ladies, this is a part two. I want you to go back to part one and listen to her background, listen to her bio, listen to her information. But the thing that really strikes my heart is that she is a young conservative millennial and she loves Christ. And not only that, she's raising a young son, is married to a wonderful man, uh, Jacob Coleman. And I want to dig right into the very first question, if I can, Julia, because how many questions we got? 10,000? 15,000? How many do we have? At least 20. We do. At least 20. We want to keep talking to her. She's full of wisdom and knowledge. I know. And and not only that, what is wrong with you? Why would you run for politics? Listen in on the first show. We talked about that. We talked about juggling motherhood with um, being a senator as well. And we also talked about the impact of family on that and, and what does that look like and what are some of her platforms and why did she run on those? So you guys listen to the first mm-hmm. one. It was really quite exciting. Really I, I lo- It was an honor, Julia. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's my next question for you, Julia. Um, the two things that really stand out to me, you're a millennial and I'm so pumped about that. And we talked about that in the first show. There's hope for the future of this country and you are now the youngest senator elect. Is that correct? In the whole entire is it is it all senators? Of anyone elected to the state senate, I'm the youngest woman ever elected, and then I guess I'm the uh, youngest person in the current state senate. I love that. I love that. So tell us, what obstacles have you felt, or what obstacles do you think you're going to have in the future, being the youngest and being a mm-hmm. uh, millennial? Well, I believe that there's a tradition of freshmen are to be seen and not heard. Now we have a one person majority in the state senate so every single person's vote will matter Mm. and i think that puts me in a unique position as a freshman to say hey Mm. i'm going to have my voice heard because my vote matters just as much as yours this year you know reagan don't you think freshman reminds you of high school and you're thinking fresh being a freshman stunk oh yeah you know that year for me no it's hard (laughs) you got to prove yourself you got to show oh my gosh and then you know you got to get them to trust you and so, listen, if anybody gives you a hard time, you, you tell me and I'll follow up with them. <laughs> <laughs> She's tough. Speaking of being tough, uh, gun control. As a woman, Julia, in the state of Minnesota, do you own a gun? And what is your stance on this hot Well, hang on, right hang now? on. Uh, Reagan, do you own a gun? Me personally, no. Yeah, you, you, but I know your husband does. Someone in my family. Because we've been to a gun range together. Guns. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I do as well. So run with it. <laughs> Yes, I I do own a firearm, and 
you know, I think that gun control is, is a woman's issue. So my husband, uh, he's a firefighter. Mm, That's a that. lot of nights away from home. And yeah. uh, I like to think I'm tough, but if someone were to break in and I was the only thing between them and my family, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I'd make it too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, firearms are the great equalizer for women in this country. And so I truly do believe that it's, uh, it is a women's issue. When I was at the University of Minnesota, uh, I fought hard because the administration did not allow lawful permit to carry holders to carry their weapon on campus. And students were getting picked off left and right, assaulted, um, mm. harassed, robbed. And I took issue with that, that just because you step on a public university that your rights suddenly don't matter anymore. Now, granted that push went nowhere despite my best efforts it's still something that i'm passionate about Uh, guns are how women can stay safe especially women walking around minneapolis right now it has become not a safe place for anybody and uh, i think that gun control really does take guns out of the hands of good people Mm -hmm. and isn't it true and I, i believe it is we did a show on how to stay safe in this crazy world with simon osimo he's a security specialist and, you know, really, when you look at the statistics of the states where you've got to open carry or conceal and carry, um, you know, the crime rate is a lot lower. Just FYI, ladies. Mm-hmm. And not that we're promoting you to go out and get a gun. But you know what? If you choose to want to have a gun, it is your constitutional right. And we don't want that to be taken away. What do you feel about that, Julia? I wholeheartedly agree. And I think sometimes some of the safest places that I've been, you know, we've been to a lot of rallies and protests and the people who choose to open carry, I I feel safe around them. I'm not uncomfortable around them. I know that this is a good guy with a gun who knows how to use it. Mm -hmm. And so if Mm -hmm. counter protesters come or someone just wants to fire into a crowd, I know it's going to be neutralized uh, rather quickly. And so I think that all women should look into getting a firearm and knowing how to use it. I think that's incredibly important. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the hesitation around guns is a lack of knowledge and Mm -hmm. not being comfortable around them. Now, my father, as I mentioned um, on the last episode, is a sheriff. And so I've grown up around guns my whole life. And then my brother are hunters as well. And so we were taught to respect them, not to fear them, but to respect them. Mm-hmm. And I think that I would not be opposed to children learning this as well from a, from a very young age because they might have guns in the home as well. And so it's very important to know how to use them, how to have reverence for them and um, to respect the, the constitutional right to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And especially how to learn how to really use them in a safe way. And I, yeah, and that's where I think things get hairy, but thank you for that clarification on that. And as you're talking about kids, I'm just thinking about, I, Shug and I were talking about and reading about the education in the state of Minnesota in my whole life. I'm from Wisconsin, but I, I would be hearing that Minnesota's got great schools, right? And I think that we do have some great schools, but the education here is wonderful and all these things. And some of the current in January 2000, or 2019, it says Minnesota students of color are being shortchanged by our Minnesota schools. Federal data released in January 2019 shows that the Minnesota school graduation rates for students of color are the worst in the nation, 50 out of 50. 50 out of 50. 50 out of 50. That would be last place. And that was so sad and discouraging for me to hear. How, how, what can we do to work on that? 
I think that there's a number of things that we have to do to address this. So first off, I know that the first answer tends to be put more money towards the problem, but we have most of our education dollars are a much higher amount going to Minneapolis schools than other schools around the state, and we aren't seeing better outcomes. So I think there's a case to be made that saying more money isn't necessarily the great equalizer here, isn't necessarily the only tool in our toolbox. I do think we need to seriously look into school choice or a voucher system here so that if parents in Minneapolis think that those schools, those teachers are failing their children, they have an out, they have an option that they're zip code isn't determining their child's future. Mm -hmm. And then I think we need to look into increasing accessibility to after-school programs. A lot of times children go home and they don't have help with homework. They don't have that motivation. And that can be really hard for children to overcome that. You have to be a very self-motivated person, very organized to be able to stay on top of that. So after-school tutoring programs, I think, could go a long way as well. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, they've been talking about the voucher system for a long time. And, you know, I just want to know when are people going to get off the um, pot here? And, and do they use that term anymore, Reagan? Did you say pot? Pot, P-O-T. But, you know, pot in my day was the toilet. And, and nowadays, you know, it's something that I think you smoke. John, John's ready to pipe in on that one. I'm I don't sure. know anything about that, Shug. <laughs> That's a whole other show. What kind of I show think, is this? I think we <laughs> did one on that. I know. Isn't this a Christian? Yeah, we did one on the Christian back and, to that and uh, cannabis. So, yeah, we, they can tune into that one. But anyways, about the voucher system. I know that it's been brought up quite a bit, especially now during, um, you know, during the COVID pandemic. That, you know, a lot of moms, you know, we did a show on mom shaming. Moms are saying, don't send your kids, do send your kids, whatever. And this voucher system is enables you to take the taxpayer dollars that all of us pay and make your own choice where you want to school, go to school, not just in the district that you happen to reside in. And, and, and do you feel as well, uh, Senator Julia Coleman, if um, you want to be able to take that voucher and go to a private school? I think that you should be able to use the voucher how you would like to use it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of parents since COVID hit have even chosen to do community-based education pods where they're hiring private tutors for a couple of families who bring all of their students together. I I don't see why it couldn't be used for that uh, as well. And so I think to answer your original question, when is this going to happen? When are we going to get serious about this? Mm -hmm. I think we need to have full, unfortunately, I think we have to have full Republican control over the state before we're going to see that happen all Mm -hmm. the way up to the governorship. Uh, I don't think, I think a lot of Democrats truly care about our students, but they are beholden to the teachers union. Mm. Oh yeah, those strong unions. Yes, that puts up a Mm -hmm. strong roadblock, Mm -hmm. whereas Republicans are more beholden to the students and the parents. We care about teachers. We want to fund our teachers. We want to give them good benefits and good opportunities. Uh, but we are not beholden to necessarily the union and their rules and their demands. Uh, it comes secondary to what's best for the students. Mm-hmm. Man, when did it get so stinking complicated? Really, Reagan, when you think about it, isn't it crazy? It's crazy. I mean, you, you, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up. I never even thought about the unions and all the things yeah. that go along with oh, that. Yeah. I'm, you know, we've got a lot of teachers in my family. And I know that the union, um, they support the union. They're very happy with the union. But then you look at change, of course, that's like moving a dinosaur. So um, good point bringing that up, Julia. Um, As far as education and districts in different areas, we've kind of covered that base a little bit. Um, Regan, what are your thoughts about that voucher system? Uh, My son goes to private school, and (gasps) we're fortunate that he can. 
and especially this time. And I would also say, um, I, I, you know, I just think there'd be had to have to be boundaries around it so people really understand what it mm-hmm. is. And I probably don't know enough about it, but I do know that a lot of the private schools have been trying to really make it cost effective for anyone in the area or mm-hmm. cities or communities to be able to come to their schools. And uh, with everything going on in our state right now, it's been really nice because a lot of the private schools have doubled in size because it's yeah. been more cost effective and they can go to school. And mm-hmm. that's been a blessing to um, expand that and get the faith component in there, too. So let me ask you real quick. Why why private? Why didn't you just stick with the public school? Are you talking to me yeah, or to just, Julia? Yeah, you only got like two seconds because I want to talk to Julia. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we always, our intention was to do, as Christians, we wanted him to go to a, um, a to a private school and our school's Agape Christie Academy mm-hmm. and it is classical Christian. So they get to learn how to do grammar, rhetoric. So it's a Christian school. All of yeah. those things. But on top of that, it's classical. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just wasn't an option for us because we were hearing down the pipeline and I have three stepsons as well. So we saw, we, I watched them go to public school and they mm-hmm. did a great job. But things have changed tremendously in the public school in the last 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's some, you know, we've got to listen to all sides. I mean, people are yes. leaving the public school systems for private and we've got to find out why and find out what we can do to approve. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, wouldn't you agree, Senator, that a lot of people pick their state or their community because they've got a good education system? Absolutely. I think that's a huge part of where people choose where they're going. And to kind of piggyback off um, Reagan, uh, just my experience with private school and why I think they have such high success rates with graduation is the accountability factor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Turning in my homework uh, late was obviously punishable. Not turning it in wasn't even an option. Mm -hmm. And they would call your parents they would ask you to come to their class after school and sit and do it until it was finished and I think it's Mm -hmm. that type of individualized attention that could also really help with the achievement gap and I do think the voucher system can help with that Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah now you know go ahead Reagan well I'm just looking at I'm looking at Romans 12 too because I'm like you've got so much coming at you Julia and you already have but now being a state senator starting in January. And I'm just thinking about this verse, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, Mm -hmm. his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And for you, Julia, every day waking up, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to walk off the cliff. You said that in the last show, like what's going to happen today? How do you renew your mind every day? Stay focused on what you need to stay focused on um, and to be helping all these people in all these different ways mm-hmm. in all these different environments, school, um, politics, guns, you know, we're talking about a, a plethora of things. How do you keep your mind renewed and focus? That's a great question. I've always been a prayerful person, but something about having my son uh, has really increase that a thousandfold. Mm-hmm. I was telling my husband this morning, we were cooking breakfast in the kitchen. I was joking that, you know, I used to think I needed a lot of sleep to be uh, of sound mind and to make good decisions and to be at my best. But so many days since having Adam, I've had to live on nothing but Jesus in prayer. And he kind Amen. of chuckled at that. There's been so many times where I didn't have time to prepare a speech. And I just said, Lord, please just mm-hmm. speak through me. And those have been 
the best speeches of my life. Amen. Uh, I, it's amazing I how that I happens. was like, I don't know who said this. I Where did that come so from? Good. And so I think that just starting my day in prayer and being in a position where I don't know what's going to hit me that day, I don't know what I'm going to have to face that day or how sometimes I'm going to get through that day, mm-hmm. but I just know that I'm taking steps with Jesus mm-hmm. is how I get through it. And I hope with grace. Amen. And I, there's a couple of times we've asked you questions and I've, you've gotten a little teary eyed. And I love that because I, I just think you are serving with humility. Like my yes. prayer is always, can I serve Lord? can I serve you with great humility and power in the Holy spirit? And, and I see that in you, that you're humble and you're asking him and you just need Jesus and the power of the Holy spirit to get through that day. And that gives me tons of hope for yeah. our state. You know, I'm just so glad that you're representing our community. You know, praise God, mm-hmm. I voted for you, I just got to say. And, mm-hmm. you know, Thank you. you know what, Reagan, the, the big thing is, is that you know that this woman of God is going to seek him for all wisdom. And, um, you know, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, is what Proverbs mm-hmm. says. And so I just love the fact that you're seeking God first that you're reaching out to him, you're keeping your values straight because you're looking right at those two little eyes every single morning. Uh, And, you know, your husband is there to support and come alongside you. I can't think of anyone else who's a better, I, you know, let me ask you this question. What hopes do you have after this Minnesota Senate? Are you thinking Mm -hmm. bigger thoughts? Mm. I'm not right now. I think first I have to figure out where the bathrooms are at the (laughs) Senate and, uh, I have to do a good job there. And I said the same thing on city council. I said, I have to do a good job here. I have to be called to something else before I'll even think about it. And I figured 10, 15, 20 years down the road, well, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. Yeah. Because a year after I was sworn in, I was called to this next thing. And so I think I'm, I'm here to stay for a little bit. I want to do well these next two years uh, in my first term. And even before I think about running again, I want to feel that I accomplished something and that I have that call there uh, to run for reelection. Have I served the people well or is there a better option out there? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Praise God for your wisdom and your discernment and thinking this through. Um, I do believe that you have to have a hard stop right now, but Reagan and I are going to continue on. Mm -hmm. Um, And before we go, um, Senator Mm -hmm. Julia Coleman Would you please share with our listeners, how can they be praying for you? I pray every single day that I will be the leader that this district and this state needs Mm -hmm. and that the Lord will speak through me and give me strength at some of the most difficult moments, whether it's long days or late nights or trying to balance everything in my life. So if your listeners could just please pray that, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that happens and that I not only become the right leader for this moment, but uh, do it through the Lord. That would be uh, such a blessing in my life. It would be an honor for us to do that. Um, Please, would you come back again? Yeah, please. I would absolutely love to, seriously, anytime. So I'm going to be in St. Paul. That's a lot closer to your studios than Chanhassen. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Well, God bless you, your family, your husband, everyone else. We're going to say goodbye right now. The rest of you, hang on, because Reagan and I have a lot more to come. Thank you, Julia. God bless you. Thank you, guys. Wow. Okay. There we go, Reagan. Here we are. I am so excited. Can we just talk for a minute about what we just learned? What was your impression of Senator Julia Coleman? I'm kind of blown away. I am too. She's really sharp. 
of course, beautiful inside and out. And I just loved on that second show how she was proclaiming the name of Jesus. And that's where she gets her strength. And I think when we're speaking about, you know, you asked in the first show, where do we find truth? Like, really, where do we find truth? Mm -hmm. And as a politician, you know, men and women can say things all day long, right? And lead people to all these different places. But the place we only, we know 100% we can find truth is God's word. So Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful that that's where her mind and her heart is. You know, can you imagine nine months pregnant? Let's think back to that. Now, for me, I got to think a lot farther back than you do. But, I mean, would you have ever thought for a second Mm. to run for a Senate office when you're nine months pregnant? I can't get over that. Uh, No. No. No and no. Like, not even a thought. I remember clearing my schedule like nobody talked to me. For at least a yeah. month after I deliver, yeah. because, you know, you're just too busy. And wait till she has her second child. I'm sure she will. Yeah. Um, you know, then, you know, I don't know. Do things get crazier after two? I don't, I don't know. Well, and I love her story about Adam because he's a miracle baby. Yeah. And when you go through hard things like that, sometimes you just completely surrender to God because there's nothing else you can do. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, well, he he's got me there. And so, I mean, that just that could have really strengthened her for the future in making that decision. Yeah. Too, yeah. which were is th- amazing. Were there any questions we didn't ask that you had wished we had an opportunity No, I, to? I would have loved to have prayed over her. Yeah. Um, but it was incredible just to get those prayers from her that we can be praying. Absolutely. You know, we can do that right now. Yeah. Let's just pray. Would, uh, listeners, would you all just take a minute? If you're driving, would you pull over? Don't do this while you're driving. <laughs> but I, I want you to just let's, can we pray not only for her, but um, pray for our government office as well, our president, our elections, everything that's going on. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the scripture tells us that God tells us to pray for those that are in office. And all the more, this sweet, beautiful, mm. young millennial mom who's got guts like a yeah. bull, you know, way to go, Julia. So um, go ahead, Reagan, and would you pray over her for us and I lead will. us in that prayer? I will. Father God, we thank you and we praise you for an incredible time with Julia Coleman. We thank you that you have brought her uh, to this place for such a time as this, God, and that you have anointed her. You've given her all wisdom and knowledge in the spirit, God, and that she knows you first and foremost. We are so grateful, God. And we lift up um, her new position to you as a senator in Minnesota, God. we, We ask you, Lord, that you would cover her and her family with your wing, God, that you would protect them. God, that she would wake up every morning and say the word Jesus, Lord, like she says, she surrenders everything to you, God. So when things get busy, um, let her be able to focus on you, be present to your path and where the decisions that you want her to make and what you want her to say and do. May every word out of her mouth be from the Holy Spirit, Lord, when she's speaking. May she be able to be completely present to her son and her husband when they're together. Lord, would you bless their family, keep them healthy. And God, I just pray uh, that the truth uh, of what she's doing for you, Lord, would be a ripple effect across our communities and our state and our nation. And Lord, I pray 2 Corinthians 9, 8 over her. And God is able to make all grace abound Mm -hmm. to her so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times she may abound in every good work. I thank you, God, and I praise you for this time. Mm. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name in we Jesus pray. In Jesus' holy name. You know, Reagan, do you remember that show I did on your anointing, your power, and uh, what, was it, what was the last word? Your anointing, your power, and your... 
Authority. 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 Thank you. Miss Allie Ahrens is in here with me. In the house. uh, Yep, in the house, helping me remember these things. But this is what we need to pray for our politicians. That she's anointed. She's called. God doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, call the equipped. He equips the called. And so Mm -hmm. we're going to continue to follow her. Mm -hmm. We're going to continue to pray for her. I'm just so excited, Reagan, you are on here with me. And uh, you guys... Thank you for tuning in. We've got a lot more exciting shows coming up. I can't tell you now because there's a secret. I want you to tune in, podcast, like, uh, subscribe, all the above. My name is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio. Miss Reagan Kramer, thank you for coming on with us as a co-host. And listen, ladies, until we see each other again on YouTube, you know I love you. Over and out. Hey, ladies, this is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies. And each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony, how they received Christ in their life. This is Suge Burry. You know I love you. Over and out.